Welcome to the Drop Punters podcast, where we launch into all things NFL fantasy from down under. My name's Jasper Chalapar, and I'm joined as always by Dan Koppel and Ben Felosi. Firstly, Ben, how'd you go on the weekend? I heard it wasn't too too good, even even though you weren't versing me this week after week one. Uh, yeah, so I lost again, um, but <laughs> I, I did come up against our producer Todd's team, which was pretty much had an amazing um, week, or not everyone, but he did have Derek Henry. So I sort of knew after yeah. when I woke up Monday morning that um, I was going to be playing from behind. But uh, yeah, it was a Monday night football. Uh, Aaron Jones, he had me a bit excited there for a bit. But um, obviously didn't play the last nine or ten minutes of the game. So I got within, I guess, striking distance, uh, about eight points. But, yeah, it wasn't enough to get me over the line in the end. So hopefully I can I can bounce back from here, though, down 0-2. And, Dan, you're also 0-2. Similarly to Ben, though, I'm not – my team is not doing too badly. Um, both Ben and I have actually scored more than your team has, Jasper. <laughs> yep. We just <laughs> happened to both come up against Todd um, and – uh, another strong opponent. So we're both leading the league for points against. So our luck will turn. Uh, I'm confident that Ben and I will be in the top half of the league when it counts at the end of the year and uh, we'll be beating you in finals anyway. Yeah, we're all losers <laughs> here after week two, which is um, pretty pretty upsetting. I just have to verse Ben or, or Dan a bit more often. I think I'll, I'll get the wood over those guys. But yeah, you're right. Todd Todd is by far and away got the best team right now. Uh, he's better than my homes and gardens. It's, it's a great name. It's an even better team. So I'm a bit worried um, coming out. I'm going to be coming up against him in a couple of weeks. So that's something I'm not really looking forward to. What, what were the key takeaways um, from the NFL after after two weeks we've, we've seen now? Uh, Dan, have you got any key ones? Um, and the, the first one is about the Cowboys. Um, everyone loves to talk about the Cowboys in this year. The Cowboys score. Yes. Um, it doesn't really seem to matter who you have from their offense in your fantasy team. They do well. Um, Gallup's on injured reserve, but looked like a star. Amari Cooper's been good. CeeDee Lamb's been awesome. Zeke's been okay, but the big surprise for me has been Tony Pollard. Um, you know, he looked good in week one and he had about 50% of the workload in week two. He went for 109 yards and a touchdown, which is a very yep. handy return for a so-called backup running back. Um, and he looks like he's going to be pretty heavily involved. So he's one I'm looking for. And the other one is that um, it looks like week one was a bit of an aberration for Green Bay. They're going to be fine. Yep. Yep. No one should have any doubts about them. And um, yeah, and they're coming up against uh, my side, which, you know, it doesn't bode well for us given uh, they've, they've played themselves into a little bit of form with that easy win over Detroit on, on Monday Night Football. Ben, have you got any kind of little takeaways about the season so far? Uh, yeah, so I guess the team that sort of surprised me a bit has been Carolina. They've jumped out to a 2-0 start and they just they look really good. Um, I guess Sam Darnold, he's, he's uh, not looking like the guy that was at the Jets where he was sort of a bit turnover prone. He's finding his um, players, you know, DJ Moore's getting plenty of it. McCaffrey's getting plenty of it. And then their defense is really standing up. Um, so I guess that's a bit surprising. Uh, I didn't expect that. And also they are playing the Texans this weekend. So I guess we can expect them to probably have another, another big week. Yeah. Well, for me, we saw Graham Gano do really well for the Giants on the weekend. I think he returned like 21 points or something. And, and it kind of illustrated how important kickers are still uh, because uh, there's, there's the counterbalance of um, the Vikings needing a kick for the win 
Uh, our boy Barry didn't quite pull through, Dan. I know you're shaking your head right now. It was um, He definitely should have kicked that one. I, I don't understand what happens at the Vikings. They're a little bit like the Chargers in that, like, there must be something in the kicking room yep. at the building because it doesn't matter who they have kicking yep. the ball. The Vikings and the Chargers don't make late game field goals, and it's a problem for both of them. I don't know what they're going to do, but both teams need to do something if they want to make the playoffs. Poor old Jordan Berry, uh, the Melbourne boy. Yeah, it's a not ideal uh, way to introduce himself to the Vikings, unfortunately. But uh, he'll he'll be back bigger and better than ever. Let's let's get into a bit of injury news. Um, off the bat, uh, can we get some luck in the running back department for the 49ers? I know last year we had some injuries in the running back department. We had some injuries in all three teams. It was just ridiculous. Uh, but. W- what is going on? Uh, we saw Raheem Mostert in week one, and now we've seen Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, you name it, they're down, they're out. I think Trey Lance is going to run up a run, uh, line up a running back for us, Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know what to say about the Niners <laughs> running backs. Like, are, we, are we cursed or? <laughs> I, maybe it's the Candlestick Park curse. Um, yeah. But, you know, oh, good call. not playing there is causing it. But other than that, I mean, the, there haven't been too many major fantasy football relevant injuries. Um, one that is kind of piquing my eye at the moment is uh, Antonio Brown. Yes. Um, who is out with an injury called the coronavirus. Um, basically, he's <laughs> on the COVID list. Um, and obviously that's not going to be ideal for the Bucks. And it does change the way their offense works, even though he wasn't a huge factor last week. I think he matters a lot to the bigger picture for them. Well, firstly, before we get into our first segment, let's give another shout out to an Australian legend who, who's had a better start than Jordan Berry. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski, he, he's, he's the special teams player of the week for the NFC, uh, Aussie representing in the NFL, uh, doing us proud, which is fantastic to see. So player of the, uh, player of the week there for the special teams in the NFC. Uh, that's awesome. Another kicker, uh, sorry, another punter. Uh, that we've got this segment named after Sipos's starters. Trying to punt it away for Auburn. He can kick the ball, young Sipos. He's a good kick. Now, who do we have starting coming into week three? I think we did pretty well last week. Um, I, I know there were a couple of ones that, that seemed pretty obvious for me. It was, you know, bench Brandon I, you start Debo Samuel. That that turned out pretty well again. Uh, ben. Who, who have you got the, that you're thinking about starting this week? So I've got Marvin Jones and Michael Pittman. So two wide receivers that probably have gone underneath the radar a little bit so far. But I think that they both can have a really good chance this week of scoring big. So Marvin Jones is, he um in this first week, had 77 yards and a touchdown. However, it was against Houston, but then came out again uh, last week against the Broncos and had another really strong game with a touchdown, six receptions and 55 yards. I think he would actually be a really solid flex option for fantasy coaches out there. He's put up scores of 16.2 and 14.5, which has been better than guys like Diggs and Metcalf and Robinson so far. And they are playing the Cardinals this, Cardinals this week, who have, a, I guess, a bit of a sort of questionable defense. They weren't great against Minnesota. They looked really good against Tennessee, but that might be a little bit of a one-off. And I think that he could probably emulate something similar again this week. Yeah, and he's become that that kind of go-to as well for for Trevor Lawrence. Um, we we didn't really know coming in. I think at the start of uh, before week one, Dan, you said you weren't going to be starting any um, Jags wide receivers because you just needed to work out the pecking order. 
Yeah, well, now I've worked out the pecking order. The problem is I don't have Marvin Jones. The <laughs> <laughs> miscus, you know, not working out. <laughs> I, I moved too slowly. Um, I would probably start Marvin Jones if, you know, he was on my team. Um, unfortunately <laughs> for me, he's not. So um, I won't be going there. But Ben had um, another starter who I'm also quite interested in. Yeah, so it was Michael Pittman from the Colts. And he sort of made his way into being that wide receiver one now. And we saw last week his sort of connection with him and Carson Wentz seemed to be in full swing. He got plenty of targets. I think it was 12, and he had eight receptions as well for 123 yards. And that was against a strong uh, Rams defense as well. So I think he's also another potential flex option. Um, and with, even with the half PPR, getting those receptions can really boost his score, even if he doesn't go get a touchdown like he um, did last week. Yeah, absolutely. I like Pittman. Uh, we've seen it's it's so important with these new QBs coming into to a lot of different sides that they have their favorites and we don't really know about them until they actually get on the field and play. And, and Pittman is definitely Wentz's favorite right now. Um, and, and so is, you know, if, you, if you're talking about guys who have turned it on the first couple of weeks, uh, TJ Hawkinson for me has been unbelievable. I don't think anyone's thinking about benching him right now. Uh, but his his connection with Jared Goff has been sensational to start um, the first two weeks for a, for a, you know a struggling uh, Detroit Lions side as we expected. Uh, what about yours, Dan? Your your starters? Um, I, I've got uh, obviously Tony Pollard is a, a player I would be starting if I had him. Um, we mentioned that off the top about how good he's been. Um, Tyson Williams uh, at running back at Baltimore for me is one that I'm starting this week. He's got a nice matchup against that Detroit defense that got ripped to shreds last week. Aaron Jones Aaron had a field Jones. day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Tyson Lambo Williams. leaf times 10. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson Williams is splitting carries with Latavius Murray in Baltimore. But based on what Aaron Jones had, if I get half of that production, I'll be pretty happy. I mean, yep. Jones had 38, 39 points or something. So I'll take that from um, half of that from Tyson Williams. Um, and the other the two that I have is this week, I've got some tight ends that I'd be looking to start. Um, Kyle Pitts, who I think is going to have a breakout game for Atlanta. He's had a bit of a slow start to the year with uh, two sub 10 scores, but he's yet to have a touchdown. And this week uh, the Falcons are playing the Giants and the Giants were not great last week, stopping Terry McLaurin for Taylor Heineke playing. Um I think that Matt Ryan is going to do a, a real number on that that defense there. And I think that this might be Kyle Pitts' breakout game. The other tight end that I really like this week is Gronk. Opposite sides <laughs> of the age spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Opposite sides of the age spectrum, same end of the production scale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'd hope. <laughs> with, with Antonio Brown out um, and one of the receivers effectively out because of, you know, Jalen Ramsey, um, who I think is going to play on Mike Evans. Uh, Gronk becomes the number two option, really. Um, and we've seen what he can do when he's not the number two option, when he's the number four option. I don't even want to think about what he can do when he's the number two option. So he's someone I'd be looking to start. I think the, the Gronk party will continue on for at least another week. His start to the season has been unbelievable. Did you see it coming, Ben? Uh, no, definitely didn't <laughs> see this coming at all. Um, obviously, you, we know that him and Brady have a really good connection. But, yeah, I don't think people saw him having, I think, was it four touchdowns after two weeks or three touchdowns? Yeah. Either way, he's been putting up massive numbers. So, yeah, I think anyone that picked him up uh, is probably you know pretty lucky at the moment. I have an interesting one. 
And I'm not so sure Dan will approve, but I'm ready for him to tear um, strips off me uh, after I give my reasoning. And it's it's Daniel Jones. (laughs) We're coming into the season it didn't seem like this would at all be a breakout kind of year. He just didn't have the pieces around him. He didn't have a great offensive line. Uh, Saquon, you know, wasn't going to be bailing him out that much coming back from an ACL as we've seen. But what he's produced, especially last week against a really good Washington defense, uh, it was pretty mind-boggling. 250 passing yards and a, and a touchdown, 95 rushing yards and a, tu- and a, and a rushing touchdown, uh, I I can't believe I, I was watching that game and I could not believe what he was actually producing in terms of numbers, let alone kind of leading his side to to what probably should have ended up being a win in my opinion. There was a you know there was a tough flag at the end of the game that could have gone either way. Uh, he, he would have been on a lot of waiver wires and and I know that for a fact because I picked him up in my twelve team league um, and I'm going to be starting him this week because I'm so confident in his ability to get the job done against the worst defense in the league right now. And, and that's the Falcons. They've given, they've given up 80 points in two games against Jalen Hurts and then Tom Brady. Yeah. They're, they're at either end of the spectrum for QBs as well. Um, so I'm confident in Daniel Jones being able to rush for 50 plus yards each week right now. That's, that's what he's been you know showcasing um, on his legs. All right, Dan, how about me? What, what do you reckon? I don't disagree. Um, Whoa. Jones had, and it, Jones passing and Jones quarterback play has been, uh, sorry, pocket play has been poor this yeah. year. There, there's no way. 250 yards at a touchdown um, is not a great return. 95 rushing yards and a touchdown is a brilliant return. And yeah. if you can get your quarterback to be giving you 16 points on the ground, plus whatever he's doing in the air, that's a really good quarterback. And he did it against Washington, who we all kind of rated as a defense going into the season. And maybe we're revisiting that a little bit now, but the Falcons are not any kind of good defense. They yeah, are. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think um, it'll become contentious when I let you all know who I'm going to be benching for him in uh, our next segment. But just quickly before we get on to that, uh, Julio Jones. Now, I sat him on the bench last week after week one because he just did not look inspiring at all in that Titans offense and Tan Hill didn't find him. He didn't have a great game himself, but um, he, he's back and he get, he comes up, he, he comes up against the Colts, which is, you know, it hasn't been a great uh, defense um, to, to start 2021. He had six targets for 120 yards, no touchdown, but those will come. We know he's a, he's a red zone threat. Um, AJ Brown may be the number one red zone threat um, on that team, but I think Julio is not far behind. Uh, and, you know, he, he would have been benched. He was benched um, for me, um, but I think he's ready to go. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that the Tennessee Titans will be a juggernaut offensively, and he's just one of those weapons. I mean, I, I will actually have him on my bench this week and not my starting team, but I don't disagree. I think that he is ready to break out, um, and part of the reason I'm not starting him is that I've got a couple of really good wide receiver matchups already as yeah. it is. Um, I don't, it's not that I think he's going to have a bad week. So he's someone that I think is going to have a, a big week and it's going to be a big season. Um, this yep. is what Tennessee brought him over to do. Um, and I think it's that's just going to take that offense to a whole new level. 
Now we saw Jarek Henry have an absolute field day against the Seahawks. So we've gone through the guys that we want to be starting. Let's get on to Mylata's matchup, Miss. Jordan Mylata, Jordan Mylata, Jordan Mylata. Uh, Mylata had another nice game on the weekend as well. He's, you know, he's been absolutely superb to start the season. He's going to be an absolute juggernaut at left tackle for the Eagles. Uh, firstly, Ben, who are you benching this week? Um, so I've got Daryl Henderson. Um, obviously, the Rams are playing Tampa. And to be fair, I reckon any running back that's come against Tampa, it's almost maybe worth benching him that week unless they're one of those sort of elite running backs just because that front seven has looked so good for the Tampa Bay so far at just almost stopping a team's running ability completely. We saw against Atlanta, they only rushed for 55 yards and the Cowboys as a team only rushed for 60 yards in week one. So I think that um, that the Tampa defense, they look a bit susceptible when it comes to passing. And I think that the Rams and Matt Stafford, will be, they'll be happy to pass the ball yeah. um, and not so much run the ball. And I think that also uh, Henderson, he might be a little bit banged up this week. Um, chances are he will play. But even we saw last week that Sonny Michel, uh, he was used a bit more for carries. And I think splitting that time, it's just, it's not going to work out and it's just going to be hard to really um, score against um, that really good Tampa sort of front front seven. Um, yeah, I think Henderson's a, an interesting one. He, he obviously started in kind of that number one running back position, but late in the off season with the Rams bringing Michelle in, it showed that maybe they didn't have the world's biggest confidence in him. And I think fantasy owners should probably be following the team on that in that if the Rams aren't fully in on Daryl Henderson, you probably shouldn't be either. Um, yeah. And I think Michelle more and more will become the starting running back and the lead running back as the year goes on. So, yeah, which we flagged as well. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely don't disagree with Ben. Um, I've also taken a pretty highly ranked and discussed running back um, who I'm going to bench this week. And that's uh, David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears. Um, he's got a, a not great matchup against Cleveland, who are a pretty imposing defense, especially against the run. And this week, I think they're going to have their eyes really focusing on the run game and forcing Justin Fields to throw. It's his first start. It's a defense that is uh, threatening with that D-line. So I think that he will not get a whole lot of work, and what work he does get is going to be heavily affected by Aaron Donald. But Jasper, oh. you had the, the biggest story this week, didn't you? <laughs> well, I'm going to be starting Daniel Jones and the man I'm going to be starting him over is Tom Brady. Now, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He had 276 passing yards for five touchdowns, five passing touchdowns last week against the Falcons, but he's not coming up against the Falcons this week. I know it's Tom Brady and, and, and the biggest kind of, um, opposing opinion to this will be like, but it's Tom Brady. You have to start him. Well, actually, no, you don't. This is coming up against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And, and, you know, and it's an awesome Rams defense. They didn't quite show it against the Colts last week, but it is an awesome defense who have had two easy games. They've been eyeing this one off against the Super Bowl champs. Week three, pencil it in, circle it on the calendars. They're coming for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I expect them to beat expect uh, the Rams to beat the Bucs on the weekend. Wow, uh, that's a big call. Yeah. No, not, not a big call. Yeah. Not that's a big call. A big call. We're going we're to come back here next week, and I'm just going to say, <clears throat> told you so. You've got the Cardinals and the Seahawks to come, two big divisional rivals. You know, this becomes a really must-win game, in my opinion, for the Rams. They're going to... 
like I said, they're penciling this one in. They they're gonna be right from the from the go. They're gonna be in this game. Um, so I expect them to come out uh, ready to shut down Brady, who has one less weapon in Antonio Brown, like we mentioned. All right, Ben, what do you reckon? <laughs> um, well, I know you said that you sort of think the Rams have penciled in, but wouldn't have Tampa also penciled it in? Because I think that everyone's been saying that this could be the NFC Championship matchup game. So I think the Tampa might want to go over to LA and sort of remind everyone, you know, who the Super Bowl champions are and you know why they they might be, they probably are the best team in the league at the moment. Tampa's um, so always had that big, already had that big test. So opening night against the Cowboys, Ram, the Rams yeah. haven't had anything like that to come. I know. I still, I still, I know you said Evans is a Tom Brady, but I think that with all the weapons that they have, um, and with that defense, I think that they can still cause a lot of problems for the Rams. And um, I think it's a pretty bold call to say <laughs> you think that the um, the Rams are going to go beat Tampa. Like it's a little bit, you're sort of guaranteeing it almost, but. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think it's going to be a very uh, closely contested game. And as we know, if you go give Brady that ball with two minutes left in the game, we know yep, what he that'll does. Be nice, yeah. and, he'll, and, he'll go get you 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, I would just be a little bit more uh, cautious um, in terms of uh, that game. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. I, I think that game's going to be one that comes down to whoever has the ball last. Um, and we know that Tom Brady is uh, an expert at the clock management, and it seems to be that whoever's coaching against him forgets how the clock works, um, and they always yeah. seem to leave like it's two always minutes, a, yeah, <laughs> two minutes ninety seconds, and we know that is too much time for Tom Brady. If you give him ninety seconds, you are going to lose. And yeah, it was probably the bold play for Baltimore to not give Mahomes the ball with yeah. about forty seconds left that won Ravens the game. Yeah. I mean, it, that didn't seem that bold to me. I was like, of course you go for it on fourth and one. Like, you don't possibly give the ball back to Mahomes with 40 seconds yeah. left. Like, yeah. don't, no, don't. <laughs> well, let's get into what we're looking forward to in week three. I can say for sure that I'm looking forward to watching Dan Jones outscore Tom Brady in fantasy because it's going to happen, guys. I'm telling you, we're going to come back here to a week later and I'm going to be letting you know I was right. I'm telling you. What are you looking forward to, Dan? Seeing how Justin Fields goes. Um, obviously, this is going to be his first start. And Matt Nagy wasn't exactly glowing. He was like, Andy Dalton is our starter when he's healthy. So Fields is really on a, a one or two week audition. But I think he's going to do some stuff that shows that really he should be the starter going forward for this group. I think he's going to be the best quarterback for Chicago. The other one that I'm looking forward to is the one we mentioned earlier. Um, Rams Bucks. I think that's yes. going to be an absolutely yep. brilliant game. Um, I'm looking forward to watching Justin Fields as well because I picked him up off the waiver wire in our league. You guys are a bit slow to act there, I reckon. Um, I'm, I'm nah, pretty happy about that one. I, I will keep Russell Wilson. Considering you boys are one and two on the waiver wire in, uh, in order. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this week will say a lot about Justin Fields as well because if he can have a good show against that Cleveland defense. Um, you know, I think he should be good against well, be fine against most other teams. So it, it will be a big test for him. But um, if he comes through unscathed, I think that, you know, we could have a potential star on our hands. Absolutely. I think he's probably the, you know, one of the top two quarterbacks coming out of that, uh, that draft class, in my opinion, which is a bold call considering how good that draft class was for quarterbacks. So I'm really high on Justin Fields. I'm looking forward to watching him play. Uh, for me, 
pretty interesting one. But I think the Bengals get the first win, uh, their first win over the Steelers. The Steelers look pl- pretty deplorable, in my opinion. And you know, Ben Ben Roethlisberger, we flagged it to start uh, the year that we expect him to, you know, this to be like, you know, kind of the start of the decline for Big Ben, and and you know, should prove that the Steelers need to go out and grab a QB because he's probably not a long term option for them. He's not a short term option either. I think um, the Bengals will get the win over. The Steelers there, even though they haven't looked too good themselves. Um, the other one, obviously, the Rams and the Bucks is must watch. I can't wait for that one. Uh, Monday morning for for us in on the East Coast um, of Australia, early Monday morning if you're on the West Coast. Um, and then the other one, oh, we haven't really talked about it. The Chiefs and the Chargers. This game is going to be awesome. I can't I can't wait for it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Pat Mahomes reply. I'm looking forward to see Justin Herbert, who I predicted might win the MVP this year, to to come back on uh you know and, and see what see what he can do against the best player in the league right now. Um, I'm surprised we haven't talked about that one, Dan. Yeah, I, I am a little bit, but um part of the thing is that there's 16 games every week, so it's kind of hard to talk about them all, but that's <laughs> certainly one I'm looking forward to. Um I do find at the moment, though, with the time difference, the early window of games on a Sunday is, is kind of hard to watch. Yeah, um, just absolutely. Just because they're done by six in the morning, um, which is about when you, know, you and I are, are thinking about getting up at the absolute earliest. So, um, Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I've got, I've got up at 3 a.m. both nights, uh, yeah, both weeks so far. I, I did 4.30 in week one, but last week was a, a 5.30 start for me. It's, it's too early otherwise. Um, I have to work all day afterwards. So yeah, well, Monday is a bit of a write-off for me usually. <laughs> I used to love that at uni. Um, but there's there's a heap happening and, and the primetime games look good again this week as well. So there's so much to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not looking forward to the 49ers game. I think the Packers are in red hot form and they're probably going to get the win over us, um, especially with our running back woes. But uh, I think that's it for us, boys. Obviously, follow us at Drop Punters Pod on Twitter and theinnersanction.com.au for all your fantasy football content. Looking forward to week three of the NFL fantasy season, uh, and we'll see you on the other side.